The Future Ready DSM podcast provides a snapshot of the future world of work and shares insights on the employment landscape for people who are just entering the workforce, as well as those looking to advance in or change their career paths. In each episode, you will hear from local or national leaders and experts on the latest trends and talent development in our DSM region. I'm your host, Dr. Marvin DeGier, Senior Vice President of Talent Development at the Greater Des Moines Partnership. Let's listen to the interview. We are honored to welcome James Chung as our first national expert to the series. James is the president of Reach Advisors, a strategy, research, and predictive analytics firm. Among his clients are U.S. cities wanting to examine data sets that could help them gain a competitive advantage over other cities. He extracts data even beyond what the U.S. government keeps. James' exposure to Des Moines stems from two presentations delivered in 2018 and 2020 for the Tomorrow Plan Speaker Series. Today, we can recap some of the insights shared and reflect on changes in the post-pandemic era. And once travel fully reopens again, James looks forward to his next trip into Des Moines to try to give me a sharper on-the-ground read on what makes Des Moines continue to stand out among its peer set of mid-sized cities in the U.S. His insights have been valuable as we plan and prepare for the future. With that, let's turn it over to James. James, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, give us a high-level overview of what you do, and just tell us how you became introduced to DSM. All right. So what I do is, as you mentioned, I run Reach Advisors, which is a strategy research and predictive analytics firm, which effectively what we do is we're data-driven strategy firm, and we try to build data on how things are shifting right now, how things will shift in the future that you need to accommodate, and how you can drive the shifts that you want to make happen. Um, so we work with whether it's regional economic organizations or large-scale real estate development entities or community foundations. Um, or nonprofits that are trying to use data to understand how to drive better outcomes in the future. So um, that's main thing of what I do. Um, we also spun out a data science firm out of Reach Advisors, uh, which generates hyper-local economic and demographic forecasting analytics, primarily for the real estate asset class. Um, and so those are the two hats that I wear. Um, now, how we got introduced to Des Moines was sort of weird because it wasn't like a traditional kind of introduction. It was an introduction through data. Um, and what happened was, first, the backstory about how Des Moines came on on radar screen. Um, I grew up in a very similar city, Wichita, Kansas. And when someone in my hometown calls for help, I try to say yes. And one of those calls was from the Wichita Community Foundation. They wanted me to run an analysis about what is the state of Wichita and what's holding it back and what it could do, because uh, they were hoping that could help catalyze the city towards positive change. We sliced data left and right on all of Wichita's peer cities, you know, mid-sized, midwestern cities. And then we noticed something really weird. We noticed that Des Moines outperformed Wichita on almost every single economic measure, not just a little bit stronger than Wichita, but way stronger than all of the peer cities on almost every measure. Um, and that's despite the fact that Des Moines is about exactly the same size, same demographics, same geographic challenges. Um, it outperformed a twin city and it outperformed pretty much every single city in the comp set on every measure. So it was data that introduced us to Des Moines, and we were just curious, why? What was happening? So we started calling in to Des Moines and started talking to some of the leaders and got to know some of the people and realized, whoa, it's not a data fluke. Um, there's something really different happening there. So that's how we got introduced. It was uh, just, just 
you know, numbers coming across our, uh, coming across the transom and us running analysis and just asking ourselves, why is Des Moines number one on that, uh, by that measure? Why is Des Moines number one by that next measure? Why are they always number one on all these measures? And so we had to find out. And so that was our, you know, our fortunate path to discovering Des Moines. Given the research and those predictive analysts you spoke to and all the things you've been able to gather, gather thus far, could you give us a little bit more about the lay of the land based on that data that you've seen about Des Moines? Yeah. So the kinds of measures that popped out, and we'll probably talk about various measures along the way in this conversation, but they included things like how Des Moines had stronger population growth, stronger job growth, stronger economic productivity from the workforce, stronger civic investment in the city, and um, just of many measures that came out that just pointed out repeatedly that Des Moines is doing a better job than most peer cities at fostering a city's effectiveness and well-being, um, both economic measures as well as non-economic measures. Um, it's really remarkable what's happening there. I mean, it's not, a, I'm sure like any place, it's not perfect, but uh, boy, it's in a lot better shape than all of its peer cities and quite frankly, ranks it among like the the, among the highest performing cities in the U.S. of any kind. So you've kind of been able to talk a little bit about uh, what was going well in our in the in our local economy, you know, pre-pandemic. What have you been able to see so far from some of your early analysis um, as we're coming into this post-pandemic phase around uh, what D- what DSM is is showing you from the data? Okay, so what we're seeing is now we haven't done a deep dive in the most recent data yet, but the trends are pretty much holding. Um, you know, when we look at it from break it down into a couple perspectives, like let's take business perspective and personal perspective. Um, you know, from a business perspective, um, Des Moines bottom line has created a very healthy environment where businesses can grow and expand. That's not a given for most mid-sized cities or most Midwestern cities. Instead, Des Moines sees a lot more private sector capital investment than is flowing to other cities of its size. And that fuels job growth. In turn, job growth fuels population growth. In turn, population growth fuels business growth. It's a very nice virtuous cycle that Des Moines has built up that a lot of other cities aren't seeing. And we saw that both pre-pandemic as we saw a lot of this was continuing during the pandemic. Yeah, the wheels fell off the bus in, in in a lot of ways and places, but overall, it remains a stronger city and healthier city than what we see elsewhere. You know, from an individual perspective, you know, what we see happening both pre and post pandemic, um, you know, there were some big things that popped out at us. Um, we found that there were measures such as Des Moines generating higher incomes for non-college educated workforce, uh, which is the majority of the workforce than its peer cities. Measures such as Des Moines employing a higher ratio of women in managerial positions than its peer cities, a much higher percentage. It's basically a place with higher odds of success for most of the people who live in Des Moines amidst a world where that's not often the case. And so, you know, that translates to things like data that's still holding up. You know, Des Moines outperforms its peer cities in measures like household income, it's $11,000 higher in Des Moines than it is in its Midwestern peer cities. You know, average net worth in Des Moines is $80,000 higher than in its peer cities. You know, so it's both about hard economic measures as well as just overall quality of life. Um, it seems to have set itself up well pre-pandemic, and it seems to be on a decent path 
post pandemic as well too. Not that it's not that the pandemic was without challenges, and not that the pan that post pandemic will bring new challenges, but it's on a solid foundation. All right, thank you, James. I I really like how you just basically made Des Moines basically this must be the place to be. So I appreciate talking about all the great things we were um, doing pre and go- coming out of the pandemic. So thank you. Well, <laughs> it, the, the scary thing is like. Des Moines, I had never been to Des Moines before. I only saw Des Moines from the data, but I had to go see it. And it was, it was pretty, like, I've, I've, the, the leadership there, the people there, phenomenal. What's happening that you can see measured numbers is phenomenal. Um, like I said, I had never been there before. I never expected to visit there, but I am looking forward to finding out more about what makes that city tick. Cause it's just, it moves in a different way than most other cities do. So James, you know, as in reality, we all know things. We all we always want things to continue to go well. But let's talk a little bit more about what do you see as far as some of the challenges that we may be facing, you know, that we were facing pre-pandemic and even coming out of pandemic from that business perspective and also that, that individual perspective. Yeah. OK, so I'll take a couple examples of that. Let's take sort of uh individual perspective first and then business perspective. Um, Some of the concerns we have, um, number one is part of what makes Des Moines work from what we can assess is that um, it's a city that pulls together on the big issues more so than other places. There's general alignment that growth and success and quality of life matters. It sounds obvious, but it doesn't happen elsewhere. And my concern is whether Des Moines can hold that together or whether it reverts back to the mean like other cities and whether it can hold it together or whether it falls for a lot of divisiveness that defines many cities you know, in, in this era. So that's one issue, concern on individual perspective. I hope that Des Moines holds ground and remains that special place where things happen there that shouldn't happen in a city of that size and good things happen. Another thing that just popped out at me, I'm for a different project. I'm in the midst of uh, some interesting research on basically the non-college educated workforce, which again is the majority of the U.S. workforce. And one of the things that I found is that um, there's more struggles in communities with basically non-white populations by uh, race or ethnicity. They have a little bit more of a challenge. Now, overall, Des Moines does pretty well because the growth creates new jobs and uh, pays higher incomes. But you know, Des Moines is not exactly the most diverse city on the planet. And hence that uh, there are probably pockets where it has a little bit more challenge because we found it's in the less diverse cities where there's more challenge around the non-white, non-college educated workforce. I hope that is something that Des Moines is thinking about, about how to make sure that the the prosperity levels that Des Moines enjoys at higher levels and elsewhere um, reaches across the community as broadly as possible, because that seems to be one of the hallmarks of, of, uh, of Des Moines. So from an individual perspective, those are two things that I'd put on the table as challenges. Now, from a business perspective, there's actually a challenge I'd like to really like, a couple of challenges I'd really like to put on the table. And we mentioned this in some of our presentations. These are constant challenges pre-pandemic and post-pandemic. One of the things that we flagged is that Des Moines is a whopping 33% of the regional GDP driven by the financial insurance and real estate sectors. It's companies like the principal and the Wells Fargo Mortgage Division, which are fantastic businesses that any city would want anchoring their economy. But I'd love to see Des Moines build on that further and use that base to attract more companies in those sectors since there's such strong specialized talent, as well as to diversify further. And part of the reason why I'd like to see more diversification is that um, those core industries, financial insurance and real estate, 
are the industries that are going to be further transformed by technology. And that has not been one of the strongest spots for Des Moines. And as the economy continues to head that, that, down that path, would love to see Des Moines continue to advance in that path, even though that hasn't been its strong suit, because that's where a lot of the new value generation is being captured. And there's an example I provided of that, of the kind of value that can be created. In one of our presentations, we mentioned the example of a student of actuarial sciences at Drake, who interned for an insurance company while he was in Des Moines. He took his first job in the insurance industry. And then as a second job, he launched an insurance business when he was in his 20s. That insurance business is now a publicly traded business with a $2.7 billion market cap because it's a very digitally and algorithmically focused insurance company. But he had to leave Des Moines to do that, despite the fact that he's a product of Drake and his partners from Drake, the roots of it are Des Moines, but Des Moines couldn't convert. There's no reason that kind of talent and value creation should leak out of Des Moines. So that's what I'd put on the table as one of the challenges that Des Moines has faced historically. And one of the things that I would like to see Des Moines continue to push towards, how do you improve that to keep moving towards the economy of the 2020s? You know, we've got a long decade ahead of a lot of change and uh, would love to see Des Moines retain the kind of you know, economic leadership that it has over the past the decade and a half. Just a perfect segue into this next question, James. So, you know, you've talked about it. The data kind of showed some of the um, successes that we've had. But so why do you think Des Moines was so successful in the early to mid 2010s coming out of that recession in 2008? What what lessons do you think we can we can learn from that that now? Yeah, we asked this question when we saw the data because Des Moines had a spectacular decade. Um, it was one of the strongest decades of growth for any city in America. Um, and what we found when we looked at it was that it was okay in the prior decade, but some things really came together where when that last recession hit, Des Moines was had made a commitment to invest in the city and it kept those investments going during the recession. And that set up an incredible rebound coming out of that last recession, uh, because it believed in itself, it invested in itself, even when people were cutting back and when cities were coming back. And that investment paid off in spades. One of the things that I'm really happy to see is, you know, when I was locked in during this last, during the pandemic, and just seeing news coming on, you know, you know, floating through Facebook and stuff like that, the number of announcements of cool investments that were happening in Des Moines was really stunning. I track a couple of different cities and none of them had the pace of kinds of announcements and investments and projects where they were breaking dirt and opening during the pandemic, even though you know a lot of cities sort of cut back. Um, Des Moines kept going. So I'm hoping that's a pretty good signal because out of the last recession, when it kept investing, it rebounded well. Um, we suspect we're going to see the same thing. There's a phenomenon that we track called beta, which is fundamentally the level of cyclicality a city has. Basically, um, you know, basically whether it is more cyclical or less cyclical than the rest of the US. Des Moines is a little bit high beta. Um, in other words, if it doesn't keep investing during a recession, it can crash more than the rest of the nation, but it can also rebound at a much stronger rate too. So the lesson learned is next time there's a recession, don't be shy about continuing the believing in yourself and investing um, because 
you know, that's what really fueled the uh, dramatic decade of growth coming out of the last recession. And it's why I suspect we're going to see Des Moines maintain that kind of leadership because it believed in itself and kept investing during this during the pandemic recession. So, James, you've kind of touched on it a little bit as we as you mentioned how we um, were ranked with our peer cities. How, how does Des Moines actually compare overall to, to all the cities that you study, even outside of our peer cities? How, how do we really stand out? Um, and compared to those other cities overall? So for peer cities, we were counting mid-sized Midwestern cities. And on that measure, it was number one on practically every measure and often number one by a good distance. But then let's step back. Um, one of the things that I learned from talking to folks at Des Moines is uh, uh, Des, Moines likes to, uh, Des Moines likes to punch above its weight class. And uh, so how does it comp outside of its comp cities? And uh, what we find is that when we compare Des Moines across all metro- metropolitan areas across the U.S., it tends to rank about 95th to 98th percentile. So in other words, it's not Silicon Valley. It's not Nashville. But once you, once you remove those extreme outliers, it's at the top. Um, it's, uh, there's, there's something really weird. There's something really special happening in Des Moines. Um, it's, uh, it's a nice situation because it performs very well economically, but it's also a very healthy, sane, friendly place to live too. You know, not all, I don't think there, there are a lot of cities in America where all three of those adjectives would describe them. <laughs> well, again, thank you, James. So everyone, as you're listening to this podcast, remember, keep Des Moines on your top of, of wish list of where you want to move. Um, I, have, I have one more question here for you, James. What recommendations do you have um, for our community moving forward? Okay. So the two recommendations are probably two of the big points that you pulled out in this conversation. Number one is keep investing in the city, keep believing in the city. Those investments pay returns at a level that we rarely see elsewhere. Um, it's because it's it's a strong quantity investment and the investments tend to be good investments, the right investments, and they pay off. So uh, don't lose that, that sort of mindset mentality and that kind of behavior because that's part of what sets Des Moines apart. Now, on the more challenging side, I would just encourage the city to continue to think about and take action upon how do you expand capability and capacity to transform the economy in the digital and algorithmic economy? Because let's face it, those core industries that fuel a third of the Des Moines economy are very much data-driven industries. Mm -hmm. Um, More of those jobs are going to be done with technology than with humans. Whoever masters the data and uh, extracts higher value out of the data is going to win. And I'd hate to see Des Moines you know, lose prominence in those categories because it doesn't make that transition as effectively as other cities. But as I've learned about Des Moines, um, it's able to make things happen that it shouldn't be able to make happen. So that would be the uh, sort of the encouragement about how to continue down that path of transforming the digital and algorithmic economy. Thank you, James. Thank you. So, James, as, as we're coming to a close, um, you know, you were able to give us these recommendations. Do you have any last parting words uh, that you'd like to share for those listening today? Oh, it's uh, be grateful and thankful for the community you're in. I sit here with a little bit of envy about uh, what I like. I living in mid. I love living in mid-sized markets. I grew up in one, and I choose to live in one now. Des Moines 
not only is just a nice mid-sized market, it's a high-performing region, period. You're, you're fortunate to be there and uh, just keep making it great. Thank you again to James Chung for joining us today on our series. Uh, this has been a very insightful conversation. I enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to the Future Ready DSM podcast, produced by the Greater Than One Partnership. To hear from more leaders and experts on the latest trends in talent development, please visit dsmpartnership.com.